Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. Dave Pendleton. And Spencer Locker. Dave, you were just off the mark there a little, a little bit. You was about 0.2 seconds too late, but we're going to count, carry on with it because this is live mm. and this is how we roll, right? Yeah, unabridged. <laughs> so welcome, chaps. Um, it's actually episode three of Corporate Clangers. And this is where that sound effect <laughs> would have come in. Yeah. Spence, listen, for, for the listeners, Spence has been playing around with it, with an app that he's got, which has got like sound effects. And when we say welcome back to episode three of Corporate Clangers, he wants to press a button and do a bit of a wah, wah, type. Yeah. <laughs> type, type, something else. A little yeah. jingle for Corporate Clangers. Yeah. So listen, watch this space because yeah. if it's appropriate, we might stick it in at the next one. Maybe. So, Corporate Clangers is back, gents. It's episode three. Mm. Surely we're not running out of Corporate Clangers just yet. No. But for those of you who are first-time listeners um, to Corporate Clangers, it's basically room 101 for the corporate world. So, we discuss certain things that absolutely push our buttons in the workplace. Yeah. They probably push your buttons too. We debate them and we vote whether we can them or we keep them. A little bit like room 101. So um, if, you're a, if you've listened to the first two episodes of Corporate Clangers, then you know exactly the drill and, uh, and sit back and enjoy. So who's going to go first, gents? Who's going to put the first Corporate Clanger in the mix? Go on, Martin. You know you want to. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, no, Are you I'm, with us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Right, okay. I'm going to go with my number one for this one. It's uh, inspired by recent events. In oh. fact, it's inspired by daily events in our office. Oh. It's whistling... Ouch. And humming. Oh. Whistling and humming whilst people are trying to concentrate at their workstation. And, you know, some people out there might go, Martin, you miserable sod. If people <laughs> want to hum to the radio or whistle on a nice day, then what's the problem in that? Well, the problem is that with that is when you're in an open office and, you, and you've read the same line of an email 15 times because... Our very own Dave, he's just sitting quietly, he's staring into the into the abyss. But he is, this is aimed at Dave, right? He's absolutely one of these. He will whistle to every single song on the radio, even if he doesn't know it, he'll just whistle over it. And it drives me bonkers. I can't concentrate. I read the same. Is it my issue? Is it, is it should, be, should it be office etiquette? In a word, yes, it's your issue. So you think? I, I, I know. I, I get where. So you're in an open from. office, you think people should right. be allowed to whistle and hum. I get where you're coming. I get where you're coming from. I do get it. However, when Dave's whistling or humming, for me, it sort of it means he's quite contented and he's quite sort of in the zone. So when it happens, I don't mind it. But if it if it gets to the point where I do mind it, I put my headphones on and listen to a. A T2 podcast. Right, so hang on a second. So the, the, so I don't think he's in the zone. When he's whistling and humming, he's probably doing naff all, which means mm. you put your headphones on and listen to something, which means then you're doing naff all. No, I'm listening to a T2 podcast. Don't, don't give me that, I just said Spence. I'm doing a T2 podcast. Listen. I tell you what, listening to some of them T2 podcasts is massively helping me <laughs> uh, in so many different ways. I highly recommend them. But listen, 
My point is, is sometimes, surely there's a time for... I mean, Dave's a very happy-go-lucky guy. He's calm, mm. he's relaxed, right? Very much the man I, I When I'm concentrating, I understand I'm a little bit more focused, intent. I've got my eyes on the prize and I need concentration. Um, maybe Dave can do his his, uh, his prep work and his and his focus stuff whilst whistling and humming. humming. In fact, let's bring him in. He sat there. Yeah. Me and you were having a couple... Talking Dave. about him like he's not in the room. <laughs> Dave, talk to us. My first corporate clanger is whistling and hubbing on an you open need to floor. Put a bit of context in there because, uh, and, and Spence, I'm looking for you to back me up here. Yeah. <laughs> when Martin suggests I'm whistling, it's not exactly Roger Whittaker in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's very, very low key. I think it's usually very quiet. It's very low key. And I don't whistle all of the tunes or songs, it's just kind of a little bit of background sound. Uh, am I right there or am I wrong? You are right. I, I think you're right. So it's very low key. So mm. what we're talking about is one individual's inability <laughs> to tune out of what everybody else is doing and tune it into what he's doing. Yeah. So I'm, is it me that's distracted or is it him that's distracted? Well, do you know what? I, I'm, I, I'm, genu I'm generally just one for noises. I'm genuine. Spencer, control yourself. I'm generally just I'm generally just one for noises, and I think whistling and humming is an ex extended version of the little noises that wind me up, like eating and and chomping loud and slurping your drink, etc. But for me, I think you're right. I think when I'm when I'm not concentrating, it's absolutely fine. When I'm not concentrating, it's absolutely fine. When I'm doing something and we're busy and I've got my head in something, that's when the distraction comes. Now, you might say, Martin, go and get yourself in a in a corner office. Go put your desk back in the corner <laughs> office and work in isolation. If you that this is what I'm trying to throw it on the table and, and throw it to the listeners listeners out there. And anybody who listens to this hubcast, drop us a message on social media. Is whistling and humming on an open floor while people are working distracting or not? It might be me, Dave. I'm open to be wrong. I'm open to be wrong. So should we go for a vote? I think I'm going to get outvoted here, aren't yeah. I? I'm obviously <laughs> going to can it. Dave? I'm keeping it. He's, he's, he's keeping it. I'm keeping it in for the mere fact that um, if it does bother me, and, and I've got to say that sometimes it does interfere with my thought process, mm -hmm. but I'll proactively put a headphones on or remove myself from the situation. But that's me. Yeah. That's me. But putting your headphones on doesn't doesn't then put you back into focus because you've been distracted by something you're listening to through your ears. So yeah, it doesn't but I'm choosing what I'm listening to through my ears <laughs> rather than that, that, that complements what I'm actually doing. Rather so than if I'm writing pathways or something like that. Uh, I might might be um writing pathways and Roger <laughs> So basically Roger pipes up. <laughs> so, so basically you're, choo you're choosing what you're listening to rather than Dave's rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody on Whistle <laughs> with the radio playing in the background. He could have been a professional whistler. <laughs> I'll tell you what. All right, so um, listen, yeah. listen, we'll leave it there. We're keeping it. I'm guessing we're keeping it. But do you know what? For the first time, I want to extend this vote out to the to the listeners. I want you to contact us on oh, social. That's right. Pick on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first time ever, let's let's Desperately extend, wanted let's some extend support there. The, the vote on getting rid of uh, Roger Whittaker from the office. <laughs> when it. I don't get my own way, we're going. It's like Brexit. We're going to a second vote just to see if it, if it, if I'm in isolation here on whistling and humming in the office. Right, Spence, you're up next. Right. <clears throat> I, I'd like to I'd like to propose angry people. 
and not necessarily, not necessarily <laughs> angry people, but people who are angry for the sake of being angry, people who proactively search out things to be angry about. Yeah. Now, I know as, as from, from the, the work that we do with so many different organisations and companies, when we're doing our human iceberg days, we're starting to look at different personality profiles, um, preferences, likes, dislikes, triggers, all this and the other, and I get that we're all different. And I get that some things annoy some people at some stage uh, and, and you'll possibly sit there going, well, what are they getting angry about? I don't feel that way. But there's sometimes that you get angry and people look at you going, why does that affect you? I get that. But what I'm seeing at the moment, uh, uh, especially when we start talking about things like uh, don't say it, don't say it. social media. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. No. Um, things like social media, be it LinkedIn um, uh, or Twitter or, well, particularly Twitter, actually. Um, I did mention it when I did my talk with uh, Business Culture Hull not so long back. People say things in reply on Twitter like they will never actually say it to somebody's face. Yeah. It's nasty. It's disrespectful. It's spiteful. But it's like people just get on there for the sake of being angry about something. That I mean, I, one of the things I... Right, let me start this story. I was in a toilet in Shropshire... Having a wee, as you do. Not this but, story, Spencer. It's not but you know, sometimes you're looking at, you're looking, you, you, when, you, when you're in the toilet, you're looking straight forward and there's these little pictures and things, little sort of inspirational quotes. And, and there, was a, there was a picture on the back of this, uh, uh, above this urinal saying, um, the pathway to contentment. Rule one, find something to be happy about. And I thought, well, yeah, I get that. You know what? You can be proactive and find something to cheer yourself up. But it seems to be that people are actually going out of the way to find things to be angry about. Yeah, I <clears throat> social. If we're talking about social media in particularly on this, um, I, I really, really don't like trolls, people who go and comment on people's posts just <clears throat> to challenge them or make them look silly or to disagree with them or whatever. I'm all for healthy debate. I'm yeah. all for if people are genuinely curious or inquisitive about what somebody has said or posted. Mm. But I think the tonality of it and the line is crossed when you're doing it to mm. be an ass. Yeah. When you're doing it on purpose to catch people out or to be an ass. And <clears> I always <throat> say this to Dave, right? You know, I know Dave gets frustrated with some of the, you know, the, the absolute rubbish that gets posted mm. on social media, right? I know, I know that. But as a consultancy and as people in T2, we're not here to shoot holes in other people's philosophies. No. We're not here to to pull piece, people to pieces. No. And everybody's got, you know, their right to put it on. Yeah. But I do agree with you, Spence. I think some people get caught up in wanting to shoot holes in people and they're looking for it. Yeah. And, and, and therefore, that's why social media can become an incredible platform for content sharing mm. and for for knowledge and for networking and interaction and engagement. Mm. But it can also become a really harsh place where people become afraid to post anything, right? Well, yeah. You know, and, and and I agree with you on this. It, it, I know this is a bit serious for corporate clangers, yeah. but it probably needs to go into the mix. Yeah. Because I can honestly say hand on heart, since the day I've entered into this arena and started mm. in this industry and, and started T2, mm. I have never belittled, shot a hole, you know, in mm. or anything anybody has ever said on social media. Yeah. I, I have to, you know, I've got nothing but admiration for anybody who's got an idea mm. or, or, or a view on something, you know. 
I'd like to introduce <laughs> the word binary at this stage. Well, it's one of your favourite words. It is one of my favourite words because people seem to think that if you are if you disagree with them in any way, shape, or form, then you are against them in every single way, and therefore it becomes a defensive, offensive thing. But <clears throat> and if you like something, then they think that you're fully behind them, and it's binary when, in actual fact, it's a spectrum. Well, and this is when when we start talking about healthy debate. Yeah, well, you know, I think the tone of what you put and the words you use are important because the intonation's taken out of it. So if you you might have a genuine question on on uh, on social media. In fact, you know, I'll use Dave as an example. Dave sometimes asked a question on people's statuses on social media. Mm. And I read that question as if Dave's disagreeing with them because of the words and the tone of the message. Dave's probably sat there reading the post interesting going, ooh, that's interesting. Let me ask a question. But to the person putting that, they go, "Oh, somebody's challenging me," which is, and then and then you wonder why yours is the only comment they have not responded on. Yeah. So I think we've got to understand that, um, you know, each to their own. Because the people who want to shoot holes at people say, "Martin, it's a free world. Why am I not allowed to challenge people? If they're going to put their ideas out there, I should be allowed to challenge." My personal view is in line with yours. I think we're moving across to trolling people mm. rather than engaging with people on social media and i think mm. um it just doesn't sit right with me i'll have a conversation with somebody yeah. outside of the public forum of social media until the cows come home mm. but i'm not here to shoot holes in people publicly just just <clears> before <throat> dave comes in on this i've got to clarify that i personally i've read a lot of what dave's put um, again we're talking about him as if he's not in the room but i like the fact that he challenges because for me my perspective of on the the, the challenging questions that dave asks is you know what? This person set themselves up. They've made a statement. Dave's clarifying. Have they got the depth of knowledge? Have they actually got the experience to be able to answer this without taking it personally, without being offended? Can you tell me more about this? And I think <coughs> that's something that Dave does really, really well. Because I sit there thinking, yeah, I'd like to ask that. Dave. <laughs> well, I'm in the room. So yeah. hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I think you're talking about two different things. And I think, unfortunately, we're in the in danger of crossing over. <clears throat> I think what you're talking about, Spencer, is, is people are perceived as trolls, so they're being aggressive, mm. purposefully attacking people because they themselves are angry. Mm. I think what, what you're talking about, Martin, is, is the perception that a challenge can have. Now, I think I am challenging, as you rightly point out, as you both point out, but, but Martin perceives it one way and Spence perceives it another and I'm not angry. I'm never angry, very rarely angry. Mm -hmm. And I challenge, particularly when people um, are self-confessed evangelists in something. So I want to know, uh, do you really know what you say, you mm -hmm. know, as you, as you rightly point out, Spence? Um, and, and I think I do it in a relatively straightforward way, but... I guess it's about perception, which is what you're talking about, Martin. Well, no, I mean the the, the ability to perceive it as as aggressive, or do you perceive it as being challenging? Well, without going into too much debate of this on corporate clangers, because I think it's probably a separate podcast which we could maybe spin off and do. All right, but the the the, the, the reality to me, is some of these people we don't know, we don't engage with, we 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 don't have any form of partnership <clears> with, <throat> or, or or anything like that. Yeah. Why waste your time and effort seeing if they know what they're on about? It's not in the world of T2 and what we're doing and who we're focused on. It's got no bearing 
on what we are doing. So therefore, it's it's just wasted energy getting into a debate with somebody that you're trying to verify if they know. For example, you could, you, you, could, you could put something on and someone could go, well, what what makes you happy to, you happy know, to answer? Have, have that? What I'm saying is when we're not, and again, we'll, we'll talk, I was going to say we'll talk about it offline. That was last week's corporate <laughs> clanger. For me, at T2 and everything we stand for is we're going to go out there and we're going to we're going to deliver what we deliver to the world. Mm. We're going to speak passionately and openly about our views. Some people agree, some people disagree, right? But um, I don't believe we're in the game of tripping other people up or questioning other people's credibility in, in this field. It, and, and certainly from my position at T2, that's not what we're about. So I agree with you, Spence, coming back to the initial point. I think there's a balance, <clears throat> and I think there is a lot of people purposely looking on social media to trip others up. There's a lot of negativity at times. The world's full of opinions. Everybody's got one, right? You know, oh, there's well, a famous saying around that. <laughs> and I think I'm not saying we shouldn't have an opinion on stuff, and I'm not mm. saying we shouldn't no. be strong and we shouldn't challenge and we shouldn't debate. Bloody hell, we make a living out of it, right? Yeah. We go into organizations and we do this, but we go into organizations with the trust and rapport with that client mm. and confidentiality, and we do it in the right forum. Yeah. I don't believe doing it on social media at times when we have no nothing to do with or we don't know those people mm. is the right thing to do. That's just my view. So yeah. for a corporate clanger, in terms of aggression or negativity, or surround, anger, anger on anger social media, I'm going to go, can it? Yeah. Dave? I agree, but I don't agree with not challenging. So I agree with no, Spence, let's yeah. can aggression. But, but we're not saying challenging. Everybody's no. agreeing it's okay to challenge, yeah, but we're on about... So I can it. Oh, brilliant. And I can it as well. So Is that the I, first one you've ever got I'm in, Spence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The quality of my submissions has obviously risen. Well, listen, before we came into the room, Spencer sort of went out in a huff and said, well, there's no point in me taking part because none of my ideas ever go in corporate clangers. So anyway, there's a victory for you there, Spence. Right. So we've got, um, we've had um, whistling and humming, which was saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had aggressive trolling type behavior. Yeah. Canned. Dave, over to you. Um, Dave? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to read what I wrote and I, I <clears> can't <throat> actually read it. Let, do you want me to read it for you? Yes, please. You wrote conference calls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. Conference calls. Yeah. Poor technology, low tech conference calls. So we send out invitations and either people can't dial in or when we dial in, they can't hear you or some can hear you. Some can see you and others can't. People attend, some people don't attend. Yeah. Um, I think the that in, in today's modern tech society, we should just be able to press a button and hey, presto, everybody joins and everybody can see and hear exactly what we're talking about. I agree. I mean, it frustrates me sometimes when it's like it's like when you actually go into the supermarket and use a barcode for convenience. And it doesn't scan, and it doesn't scan, and it doesn't scan. So you think, right, well, I shall now enter the handy 15-digit code. <laughs> uh, and, and it just takes, rather than just typing in the price. Yeah, when, you, when you're trying to log in and things, and, and you've got this 15-digit X, Y, G, Q, and then a couple of little signs. And- well, it, well, it's like when you've been logging in automatically on your PC for yeah. to, to your system for the last, you know, 
year and then all of a sudden for whatever reason it resets and it asks you to put in your password that, <laughs> that you can't even remember what you set up and it's like the world's ending yeah. but i i actually agree with dave on this one conference conference call some some are better than others but in the main we are still living in an age where someone sends you a conference call mm. let's let's be honest it's in our diary we are yeah. prepped for it but we all go oh shit with five minutes to go I'm on a conference call in a few minutes. Yeah. You quickly search your calendar mm. and you're trying to read through a million different international dial codes just to get to the UK one. Yeah. Then you're trying to search in between all of the the, the you know the, the message for the actual dialing, you know, mm. access code, which yeah. like you say, Spence, is probably about 16 digits long, followed by a hashtag. <laughs> and then some of them, you even get past that and you've got an extra audio code or a pin code mm. to, to, uh, to access your specific call. Mm. And it's like frantically trying to get on this call with a minute to spare mm. because because it's, it's, it's for me, it's too complex. Now, that's when you're in the office. What about when you're on a train or in a car mm. or traveling and you're looking on a small iPhone screen, mm. scrolling down, trying to find your access code and your PIN code. Then you've got to come out of that to dial it. So you've got to memorize the PIN. 15 digits and a hashtag. 15 yeah. digits and a hashtag. <clears throat> and it's just a nightmare. Mm. Surely there is, I mean, they are out there now and I've seen them, but there's. it just needs to go in your calendar and there's a single button, mm. join call. Yeah. And whatever the encryption in the background that's already been you know, from a security perspective, yeah. that needs to be done via the automation. Mm. You just press the button I'm at and it's dialing and I'm in. Yeah. So I'm with you, Dave. It's so frustrating. And I think I still access conference calls. And I, we use WebEx, don't we, Dave, for like um, yeah, we do, yeah. web demos. So log people onto our screens. It's still the same format on WebEx as it was 15 years ago. Nothing's evolved or changed in, in mm. terms of the way you access it. Yeah. And I just think it's got to be easy because there's many a times I've been caught out on the road with a 16-digit number and a hashtag, and I and I'm late for the call. You yeah, know? yeah. I've even been I know God forbid I've even been, had to pull over from the motorway and write down a 16-digit code on a piece of paper that I found in me in my glove compartment to <laughs> dial in, then to get back on the road. It's just a, it's just a nightmare. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely canning it. I'd agree. And traveling is for traveling. So while you're traveling, don't do conference calls. Yeah. Although, Dave, if it was easy to access, the car, I'm all right in the car because the car's dead time. So the only problem with being on a conference call in the car to back Dave up is you you can't take any notes. No, the mobile phone signal is just not reliable enough. Yeah, mobile phone on signal phone, can conk out on, on the on yeah. cars, on motorways, on trains, wherever you are. It's just not reliable. And enough. if so and if it isn't important, you're dropping an out and you have to redial yeah. back in, and you've missed some. So for me, traveling's for, for traveling. It's yeah, from getting from A to B. It's a good point. It's a good point. You know, we're all busy, and sometimes you have to take it. But I do like to take notes on a conference call, and you can't do that when you're driving. So you're relying on having a call for let's say an hour, and then memorizing the output of that call. Um, Plus, it's far too easy for people just to put it on mute. Yeah. So they're still present on the call, but they're absolutely not listening. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're all in agreement on this one. I'm canning it. Yeah. Can, it. can we please just have anybody out there who runs software or technology companies who, you know, um, provides teleconference call facilities or video conference, just give us a button. One button, click, and I'm in. That's what we would like. Nice. For, for free as well. For free, yeah. <laughs> for free would be really nice. Awesome. So that goes in. Right. Coming back around to me, I'm going to go with another one here. Mm. I think this might be the last one for this corporate clangers. Um, It's more of a a facilities one, really. Um, 
and it's more of a it's not just in the workplace it's 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 in life really but it's hand dryers it's hand dryers and in most workplace toilets there are hand dryers mm. now they, they, they replace the old t- tried and tested method of hand towels which mm. believe me right i'm going to make i'm going to i know it's not good for the environment i know that so I'm not saying it's green, and I don't want a lot of people contacting us saying, come on, Martin, think of the environment. I know we have to do it, but you can't beat the old an old paper towel to dry your hands on, can you? No. There's only one thing better than paper towels to dry your hands on, and that's your jeans. <laughs> so why don't we leave strips of denim on the toilet wall then? <laughs> yeah, just it, that, that feels so reassuring. I mean, we went to that thing with the um, uh, that hotel. Remember that hotel last week where me, you, and Katie went? Mm. I went to the toilet there. Yeah, whatever. But the thing is, washing my hands afterwards, went to the, the dryer. There was a queue for the dryer. Got to the dryer, put my hand underneath it. It was like a sparrow breathing on me for <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> what, what was the point? Yeah, on me, on me well, legs. Well, instead. some people still have the old school hand dryers. Now, let's throw Dyson's into the mix. Since Dyson's have come online, they're, they're, they're obviously better, more powerful. But the, do you know my experience with a Dyson? You put your hands under it. It's that powerful. It just blows the water up your wrists. Yeah. So you end up with dry hands and wet forearms. <laughs> That's my experience of a Dyson. <clears throat> yeah, those those air blade things, the ones with the silver boxes that we've got here that were positioned wrongly. When they first brought them in, they put them too far up the wall, didn't yeah. they? So for you, it would have been blowing up your arms. For me, I had to reach up to it. <laughs> Reaching up to hand dryer. So, so Dyson's are better, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, but, much better. But, but would it, let, let me ask you this. Whenever you've been to a toilet and there's a Dyson air blade there and there's paper towels on the left, which do you go for? I go for the Dyson. Do you? I do. I think it's about your techers. Yeah. If you ended up with wet forearms, you've got your techers wrong. Surely it's about angle of entry. I didn't know there wasn't. I didn't know there wasn't. St- <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a technique when it came to drying your hands, but clearly it's, well, it's user error. As Spencer rightly points out, the ones that we've got in our uh, facilities, are, I mean, even though they've been relocated, they're still too high. <clears throat> yeah. They are too high, which yeah. means that the, you have to adopt this odd techers, which you wouldn't normally do in a in a, in a thoroughly thought out and facility. Even, and even when you've had your hand hands under the Dyson for a prolonged amount of time, don't lie to me. When you leave the toilets, you still have a little wipe on your trousers. Yeah, because your finger ends are still wet. <laughs> <laughs> so my point, to stand my point that being, long. I have never put my hands under a hand dryer where they have been completely dry. I still end up going like this anyway on my trousers, which means it's pointless, right? I might as well do that anyway. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Martin. But knowing you as I do, and I've never observed you actually <laughs> sorting yourself out after you've been to the toilet. When you're supposed to start off and and, and Draw your hands underneath the air blade over 10 seconds. Angle of entry. And, uh, and the correct <laughs> angle of entry. Techers. I could see you doing it for three and getting bored. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? You are right. I get bored very easily. Or <laughs> someone's too. someone stood behind you waiting, so you don't you feel like you're under pressure. Yeah, they can they can wipe their hands on your jeans. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the other reason I don't like hand dryers is because sometimes it's always guaranteed you, you semi-dry your hands on the hand dryer. You're drying them on your trousers as you leave the door. And someone is always outside who you know, who you're seeing, and puts their hand out to shake your hand. Yeah. And you've got soggy hands. Yeah. And you sort of want to shake their hand, but you yeah. want to go, I've just washed my hands, mate, which yeah. is even worse, right? Yeah. So the good old paper towel, you, you dry your hands, yeah. you dry the backs, the fronts, in between your fingers, yeah. you're done. Yeah. yeah. But 
one thing I'm going to say is I know it's not sustainable environment from the environment perspective. So we've got to go forward. But is there ever going to be a hand dryer that does the job? That's my question. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure tech, the techs have got it. But when we start talk about sustainability in the environment, what about recycled, recycled paper? Yeah, could be. Rather than yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's probably been done already. Yeah. It probably has. I'm yeah, sure it has. Yeah. Um, do you know what the bugbears of mine in terms of hand towels? Go on. You, you've you've done what you need to do. You've mm. washed your hands. Yeah. You go to the dispenser. It's empty. But there is a big wad of paper towels in the bin yeah. that have not been used yeah. because the last person pulled too many out yeah. and just... too many were the last few. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not reaching into a bin of used, milky, no. wet hand towels. No, that's <laughs> true. So you yeah. walk out the toilet with completely wet hands as opposed yeah. to just damp finger ends. Just shaking, yeah. flicking your hands as you walk down Indeed. the corridor. Yeah, and then yeah. that person who you meet who, who loiters outside the toilet waiting for you, mm. you have to shake with wet hands. Yeah. And this is all new to me being XRF because usually there's a gentleman in the toilet with hot towels and, and mints and a little bit of aftershave. Well, that's life in the RAF, it right? It certainly is, yeah. <laughs> Does he do anything with your hands? Uh, he passes you a warm towel, and you can you can dry it, and, and then you give it to him, and he'll dispose of it. Right. So, hand dryers do my head in. There, uh, I've never found one yet that dries my hands. So I'm, I, I, but I, do you know what? The more we've talked about it, I don't know what the alternative is because we can't go back to the old-fashioned towels from an environment perspective. You can't have nothing. Mm. Uh, so I think I'm going to keep it. But listen, Mr. Dyson, please keep working hard. I think there's got to be some type of 360 device where you put your hands in, it hits you from all angles, you pull your hands out, and they're completely dry. And I think they'll do one of those for you, Martin, but it's going to actually have to grip you by the wrists and hold you in for the full 10 it's, seconds. I'm going to have to go elbow deep to be fully satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep I'm going to keep it, Dave. Keep. Spence. Yeah, keep hand dryers. You frustrate the life out of me, but you stay in by the skin of your teeth. Right, listen, guys, we've got 30 seconds left. That concludes episode three of Corporate Clangers. Thank you, as always. Some good <laughs> debate in there. And maybe we'll return for that social media trolling conversation in I'm another Tito Hubcast because it's interesting. I want to talk about Roger Whittaker going over. Yeah, I'm, now, now I'm, going to, I'm going to listen to Dave whistle the bloody radio all afternoon. Right, <laughs> thanks, Spence. Thanks, Cheers. Dave. And we'll be back shortly with another Tito Hubcast. Thank you.